This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by Farm Journal's Trust in Food Initiative and the America's Conservation Ag Movement, launching July 26th on the National Mall. Learn more at trustinfood.com. Good Monday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Supreme Court has overruled a case that would have made store-level supplemental nutrition assistance program data available under the Freedom of Information Act. In a 6-3 ruling handed down today, the court ruled grocery stores and other retail outlets are protected by a confidentiality clause within FOIA and do not have to disclose the amount of SNAP funds they receive. The decision overturns a previous court decision, which ordered the data be turned over to the Sioux Falls, South Dakota Argus leader. Corey Myers is the paper's news director. He told the Argus they were disappointed in today's outcome and called the decision a massive blow to the public's right to know how its tax dollars are being spent and who is benefiting. Baker Botts law firm partner Gavin Villarreal was the lead counsel for FMI on the case. He says in this case, the data belongs to the stores, not the government. This is not, for instance, the type of circumstance where the government is buying a bomber from Boeing or something like that. This is a program where the federal government has provided funds through the state. States tend to organize and run these programs. And this data is just something in the background that the stores are required to provide up to the federal government as part of their participation in that program. So we think that is substantially different from the type of information that FOIA will typically apply to, which is information that shows what the government is actually doing. We don't think that this information actually shows what the government is doing at all. He says there's already a good deal of SNAP information available to the public. USDA releases a ton of information already about SNAP. I mean, they release information on the nationwide level, at a state level, at a zip code level, at all kinds of different levels, and including by grouping it by type of store, whether it's a convenience store, grocery store, or other places that accept SNAP. For more on the ruling, check out the story from Steve Davies on agripulse.com. Growers across the Midwest are thinking about how to best use prevented planting this year. AgriPulse's Ben Nolly has more. Some Ohio farmers are looking into planting soybeans as a cover crop on prevented planting corn acres out of fears of having to hold on to treated seed through next year. Most companies won't take back treated soybean seed. Ben Brown is a professor of agricultural economics at The Ohio State University. He says soybean planting delays have caused farmers to weigh their options. So there's, there's interest in planting actually some soybeans on some prevented plant corn acres. One of the challenges is, you know, does that need to be planted in a certain way? Does it need to be mixed with some other forage? We haven't gotten clarification yet from USDA. Brown says he's especially seen increased interest from the livestock sector. Right now, you know, our understanding and the response we're getting back from USDA is you know, that, yes, farmers can sell that. If they don't intend to use their forage for themselves, they can sell that to another farmer, and it doesn't affect their prevent plant. But then we're also having some crop insurance agents across the state also start talking about, no, that was just intended for, for your own consumption. So there's, there's a lot of questions out there, even though on the website it says that they can sell that to a neighboring farmer. USDA recently announced it will now allow producers to hay and graze cover crops beginning September 1st rather than the normal date of November 1st. Brown thinks there could be a 10 to 15 percent increase in cover crop usage in Ohio this year. For AgriPulse, I'm Ben Nully. President Donald Trump is headed to the G20 summit in Japan this week and trade is expected to take center stage. He plans to meet with Chinese President Xi Jinping, and ag groups hope this will lead to a break in the stalemated trade talks between the two countries. On this week's Open Mic, Senator Joni Ernst says in conversations with President Trump, she's pushed for an end to the trade war. We talk a lot, and, and he does say, hey, Joni, I know you don't like the tariffs, but I'm a tariff guy. 
and it is uh, a tool in his toolbox, and he is using those. Now, with China, I tend to agree. We have to get them to the table, and how do we do that? It's by putting this pressure on them, but uh, we need to see a trade deal soon. But in the meantime, Ernst says the administration should continue issuing assistance to producers hit by retaliatory tariffs. To hear more from Ernst, check out this week's open mic interview on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Join Farm Journal's Trust in Food this July 26th on the National Mall for the launch of America's Conservation Ag Movement. Learn how we're helping farmers and ranchers make more sustainable and profitable business decisions. Sign up at trustinfood.com. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting in Washington, I'm Spencer Chase.